Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Nervo Chaos. Nervo Chaos has been saying death metal plays since 1996. They have released Catonic Wrath, their 11th full length, and this one raises the bar to new heights. And here is my interview with Nervo Chaos. Hello, my friend. Hey, hello, Bob. How's it going, man? It's going great. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Hey, no worries. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure, man. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you great, my friend. Awesome. I wanted to ask you about the recording process this time around for Catonic Wrath. How'd it go? Uh, you know, uh, it was during the p pandemic, you know, so... Uh, the thing is, we have our own studio here in Sao Paulo, Brazil, where we're based in. And uh, that allowed us to, to do some recordings during COVID times. So we were in lockdown for two years, I would say, mm -hmm. uh, without being able to perform live or anything. So we decided to, to get productive in studio, you know. So we were pretty much rehearsing almost every day and jamming and, and working on, you know, new, new tracks and stuff. And when we felt ready, we, you know, we decided to call Adasi, our, our good friend that worked with us on, on All Colors of Darkness and on uh, Dug Up Diabolical Reincarnation albums and, um, and recorded on our own studio, which we did. Uh, so it was pretty much the same, same process as always. And uh, after we, we laid down all the tracks, we sent it to to Brandon Duffy in the US, and uh, he's the guy in charge for uh, mixing and mastering the album. And, um, and that's how, how our new album got, got born. I know that he had to be very happy because this is, uh, I think, your strongest material to date. Thank you very much. We, we are very happy indeed. Uh, I mean, uh, we were, like everybody else, very fr frustrated with everything happening in the world. You know, with COVID, uh, uh, without being able to go out and tour, which we love the most <laughs> on being in a band, you know. So, oh, sure. uh, so yeah, we, we did All Colors of Darkness that came out last year. And that was a straightforward album, you know. And I think Catonic Wrath uh, kind of uh, surpassed it that, you know. I mean, we, we wanted to, to do a stronger album, uh, uh, more... Still straight in, in your face, but more metal with more tempo changes and more melodies and, and a bit longer. I mean, our Colors of Darkness has around 30 minutes. So we decided to go around 45 on this one just because it felt right, you know. And mm. uh, we're, we're very pleased with the with the album itself, with the, the way it got, you know, it sounds and everything else. It just came out uh, a few weeks ago and we're very looking forward to go out on tour and, and promote this material as well. I wanted to ask you if you could speak on the songs Torn Apart and Falling. Those are my two favorite tracks off the album. Awesome, man. Uh, glad, glad to hear that. Um, you know, Torn Apart is, uh, uh, how I would say, it's about a seduction game, you know. Uh, it's about a guy uh, 
seducing a woman. And, uh, but in the end, the woman is, it's like a, a demon, a succubus kind of thing. So uh, it, it turns the other way around, you know, he gets seduced by her and then he gets devoured and, and died <laughs> pretty much uh, to resume the, the whole song. And the music, it's, uh, you know, I think it's a, a mixture of fresh metal and, and death metal, everything very oriented to the old school style, which we, we, like more you know we tend to to go more towards that way and uh, so and, and falling you said the other song yes yeah i mean falling i think it's uh, pretty much about uh some um inner feelings some of us kind of feel sometimes you know being depressed uh being destroyed falling in in life and uh and um, I think it's 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 about that idea and the music as well. It's very trash, fresh death kind of uh, oriented. And uh, I really like those songs as well. I'm glad to hear you like them. And I also wanted to talk to you about the video for Lullaby of Obliteration. How did that the process go of the video for you? Awesome. I mean, we were we were on tour last year uh, in Europe. And uh, we had we had one day off and we were in Poland. And I remember uh, this very good company called Grupa 13, uh, which did uh, music videos for uh, Machine Head, Behemoth, a bunch mm -hmm. of uh, amazing bands. So I decided to, to give them a, a call and see if they they were available and interested. And they were for for our luck, you know, so we managed to record it uh and and do this whole video in poland during our european tour and uh you know the the video is about uh talks about the the, the lyrics of the song which is about mm -hmm. the horrors of war and um and and i think they they captured uh very well our ideas and uh came up in a very good uh video production uh i mean everything was amazing the location was great and, and, and how everything kind of unfold and, and fitted the song. I think uh, I'm, I'm very happy. This is for sure one of, one of my favorite songs on the album personally, uh, mm -hmm. because it, it kind of starts very, very heavy and, and slow. And uh, you know, that, that vibe from old, I would say maybe autopsy, maybe some incantation or immolation stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then evolves towards a more uh, mid-tempo to faster riffs and uh, and it fits pretty well with the, the whole uh, lyric concept for the song and uh, I think everything kind of blended in perfectly you know with the, the job they did in group of 13 uh, shooting and editing that video it came out pretty pretty amazing it's one of my favorite video clips we did so far and sure, and I feel I feel for the people of Poland being right next door to ever all this chaos that's going on. Oh, for know? sure, man, Dude, that's terrible. Fucking uh, war is a, uh, it's terrible. It's a fucking uh, terrible business, you know. And uh, and I feel for them too, man. I hope things get uh, get right pretty soon. You know, it's taking too long the way I see it. Yes, I agree. I also wanted to ask you, what track was the hardest for you guys to lay down? Um, I don't know. I kind of, uh, I, I cannot speak for the other guys. Uh, but for me, I kind of felt 
very comfortable uh, with with everything because we were kind of locked locked in the studio for for so long that we were jamming those tracks uh, a lot. And uh, I kind of when we started the recording process, I felt very comfortable. I didn't have any any issues or anything with with any songs, you know. I would mm-hmm. say some some might be more physical than technical, you know. So if you if you kind of prepare yourself, I mean, as a drummer, you know, I I feel more comfortable when recording it, especially because it's more physical. Some songs demands more from from my my body, you know, instead of my mind. I would say. Sure. And, uh, and uh, so I, I didn't I didn't feel any any you know, hard time. I didn't have any hard time recording it uh, myself. You know, um, I really, I was really comfortable playing those songs for, for so long, you know, so it was easy task to, to just lay down and record it. You know, we recorded kind of a, so, you know, we recorded a, more like the old school style, you know, so we rehearse a lot. We go there and, and, and just play, you know, I, mm. I do drums with one take. I don't, I don't want really do like the editing and Pro Tools stuff, you know, because we don't use the click as well on, on our recordings. So the band has to be very rehearsed and, uh, and and ready to lay down the tracks or we will fail miserably, you know. So sure. so we kind of kept that that uh, that spirit, that idea always rolling, you know. So we prepare on studio, usually rehearsing uh, heavily, you know, a couple of hours per day, every day. And, uh, and that helps a lot when we go to the studio because we can uh, think about some, uh, maybe some improvements here and there instead of thinking on, on what you have to do actually, you know? So I think it, it makes it easier, I, at least for us, you know, uh, that, that way of uh, working. So there's no like sound replacements or, or anything, you know? We just spend a couple of hours finding the, the, the proper drum sounds and then later on the proper like guitar tunes and, and everything else, you know, so, mm. so then you lay down the tracks and, and really do it, you know. So as far as drum goes, uh, it's just a, it's just a live, live performance, I would say, you know, and uh, I did, I did record each song uh, entirely, not, not editing part by part. And, uh, and without practicing, that will be, for me, impossible to do it, you know, sure. and that year I'll be struggling in, in laying down some of the tracks that are faster and a bit longer than the usual ones we're, you know, used to, to do it. But uh, all in all, I felt pretty good. And it definitely shows, uh, I haven't had the pleasure of seeing you live, but I've seen footage and you guys are very tight musically on stage. Thanks a lot, man. I mean, for for us, at least for me, that's the whole idea of a band, you know, it's to play live, and uh, and and for that we gotta prepare ourselves to to deliver it, you know. I think I think nowadays a lot of people are kind of a, a lot of bands are kind of losing that that vibe, that spirit, you know, with all the technology and taking advantage of the technology in the wrong way. I would say, you know, so sure. I see a lot of a lot of bands that being a bit lazy or, or want a, a fast uh, outcome or something, you know, don't want to spend so many hours in the studio. And, uh, and, and really, we are really going the opposite way, you know. Uh, of course, technology is good, 
but uh, we can we cannot rely 100% on it. So we still have that spirit of uh, gotta prepare, gotta jam a lot of the songs. Like like we were playing those songs maybe for I don't know a year or so, you know. And and the idea is when you go to the studio, they sound like you've been playing it regularly, you know. Because with with the days, with the years, you know, I feel like some of the old songs we recorded are sounding better now than than when I recorded them, you know? So I wanted to bring that that vibe, that idea to every recording we do from, from a certain point on. And, you know, on that point too, I <laughs> think, uh, you know, once there's enough lawsuits, they're going to have to start putting warnings on tickets that bands are using backing tracks and the like that, you oh, know, totally. they, that you need to know. I just I, think that totally as a band, yeah. As a fan, I want to know because I paid to see you live. I didn't pay to hear a backing track. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I saw the other day uh, an interview with Scott Ian from Anthrax, and uh, mm. and he was saying uh, pretty much the same thing you just said. You know, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing wrong if some artists or some bands want to do backing tracks and stuff. You know. But uh, I think the, the the crowd, the public should know. It should come like an ad, advice on on the ticket, maybe or something. This is a sure. live show, or this is a uh, I don't know backing track shows or something. Still good. It's just a different way of seeing it. And and for my personal taste, I'm just like you. You know, I prefer to see bands live. You know, because that's sure. the, that's the beauty of it. That's the whole experience of go, attending shows and. And this is how I grew up, you know, having this this amazing experiences of uh, attending concerts that that even changed my life, you know, because they were alive. And, and as a fan, you know, sometimes it's very cool, I think, to see maybe a song, a band playing a song maybe faster than the CD or doing mm. some this here and there or, or some uh, some improvisations, some jams. I, I really like that stuff, you know. I remember even seeing Slayer, for example, and, and thinking, my God, they're they're playing way faster than the album, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is great, you know. So yeah. I kind of like that vibe, that those surprises, you know, that that a live show will bring it to you, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't want to hear it 100% perfect, you know, because if if I want it, I, I would just go and put the CD on or the vinyl on, and sure. listen to it, you know. Which, which even sometimes you can hear some mistakes here and there in some some bands, you know, uh, which which is the beauty of it for me, you know. Because sure. The way I see it, this is this is art, you know, and and you you're free to express yourself the way you want it, you know. Some people dig it, some people don't, but that doesn't mean it's uh, better or worse than th this or that, you know. So so I agree with you. I, um, uh, yesterday I attended a. A uh, big festival here in in Brazil, and uh, called the Monsters of Rock, you know, right. and, and we had, uh, of course, big bands, and and a lot of people were talking about Kiss, for example, you know, which which are using like uh, backtracks or sure. or through using the backtracks as well, you know, and uh, and I don't get it with uh, coming from guys that I know can deliver it, you know, and did deliver it for so many years. So it seems more like uh, maybe lazy or just money making. So for me, well, I think as far as Paul, this voice has diminished quite a bit. Gina isn't using uh, backing tracks, but Paul's voice has diminished so badly in the past. 
five years that, you know, I think it's just, uh, you know, this is the wear and tear, man. That, that band toured their asses off, especially in the 70s. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You know, they were doing you know, here. On the yeah. same night, there was there was Deep Purple playing, you know, and they've been touring longer than Kiss. Yeah. And, and they had no backtracks, and, and Ian Gillen was still delivering it on vocals, you know. So I, I think I kind of understand the... the the way of saying, you know, my voice is not the same anymore, but, but who cares in the end? Right. You're there doing it, man. Come on. You know? Yeah. You're Paul fucking Stanley. People can't yeah. see you. you know? That's what I'm <laughs> saying, man. Yeah. yeah. Come on. I, I will appreciate seeing your voice nowadays, even though it's not the same as the way you recorded. Maybe you play the songs, uh, in a, a bit slower or change a bit the tuning to, to yeah just drop the key down vocals, you know yeah drop, drop the keys a little bit and and a lot of bands do that as well and i don't see no harm on that you know and i also wanted to ask you about the album artwork and the artists that involved all right i mean um the artist that did this album was the same that did the the previous one of yes of darkness is a uh, nestor avalos he's a uh, He's a graphic artist from Mexico, and I personally really dig his style because he's he has a very dark, uh, obscure, and occult vision uh, on his drawings, and I, I think it it matched the, the idea of the concept I had behind it. You know, uh, Catonic Wrath mainly artwork is uh, based on uh, Greek mythology. Uh, with the story of uh, Kronos, uh, you know, killing his dad and rising up, which is mm -hmm. showing up on, on, on the cover with the Furies below. You know, there's three Furies, you know, so from the, from the blood uh, spelt from his dad's uh, death, uh, the Furies were born and they represent the mortality and uh, and and no life or complete death let's say total death you know and uh and i think it matched um the, the artwork the idea nestor understood the the whole concept of the greek mythology and mm -hmm. uh and, and i think it's it's great you know some people really dig it some people hate it but but that's the idea you got to feel something you know even sure. if it's good or bad I, I don't care you know you're you're feeling something which is which is the our our goal you know make the listener or the or you know the people watching uh, or seeing the artwork feel something you know something good something bad it doesn't matter you know if you feel something i think we reached the the, the goal another thing i wanted to ask you about is you guys have had a great career um, what do you feel is the key to longevity in this business? Oh, thanks a lot, man. I mean, uh, I think there's no secret. The main, uh, the most important thing in life, I think, and and it fits perfectly the the music business. Uh, it's the love and the passion uh, I have for it. You know, so mm. of course there's ups and downs. You know, and it's it's not an easy uh, path. You know. It's not an easy way to, to get there, but, you know, when you do what you love, you can overcome obstacles and, and even a bad day uh, playing in a band is better than a good day at the regular office, I would say for me, you know, so uh, there's there's not much 
secret you know you gotta you gotta love what you do and and believe in yourself and and go for it you know and uh, uh we do music for for ourselves first you know and of course if it if it pleases people it's even better but if it doesn't i mean it doesn't matter i'll still do it you know because sure. I, just, I just love what i do and i think that's the main key behind it you know it's not it's not complicated it's not rocket science and it's it fits for everything you do in life, you know. If you're passionate and you love what you do, you you will deliver it better, you know. So just try to be passionate and, and choose something you love to do to to do it if you can, you know. Sure, and you know, I get asked all the time, how do I work a full time job and review, you know, twenty to thirty albums a week? It's because yeah. it's it's not like work to me to do that. Yeah, it it is great. I mean. The way I see it, we're we're lucky ones, you know, because because we can do what we love. I can play with my my friends. I can play my music. I can, can play drums to to live. I got the chance to travel, to to meet people like minded, you know, to learn about their culture, their environment, you know, to 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 see different cultures, but with the same mindset you know, and all over the world and, and kind of build up this big metal family. And this is, this is the, the beauty for me, you know? Uh, so I, I feel we're, we're lucky doing it. You know, we were able to do it. Some people, some people are very talented, but don't have the guts to, to fucking do it or face the, you know, the, the difficulties and, and the sure. tasks of doing it. It's like I said, it's not easy. Uh, it's not easy for, for nobody, it's not easy for us coming from a third world country uh, with so many difficulties around besides uh, just the job, let's say it, you know. And mm. uh, so so I'm, I'm very happy every day I wake up and I'm thankful for being able to do what I do. And I just I just want to go go for it to the death, you know. I also wanted to ask you. If you had to pick your top three drummers, who would they be? Ooh, that's super hard question. <laughs> There's Ooh. so many amazing drummers, but uh, I'll try to stick to metal. Let's say you know. Okay. And, um, I would say Dave Lombardo uh, for mm -hmm. sure is a huge influence, uh, inspiration for me, as well as uh, Igor Cavalera, uh, which is amazing influence and and inspiration. And um, I would go with uh, Phil Animal Taylor from Motorhead. Yes. Or, yeah, or, or Abaddon from Venom, you know, just because they're, they're not so technical, but they do have the, the rock and roll, the vibe, the spirit, you know, and this is what I really uh, like a lot, you know. doesn't matter if you make a mistake or two, a wrong note here or there, it's 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 it doesn't matter you know but they play with passion which is the most important thing for me you know if you're passionate on what you're doing doesn't matter if it's you know wrong here or there i i, I don't care i have an interview later a day with a band called city kings okay. you ever get a chance check them out if you're a motorhead fan you will oh, yeah. definitely like this band i'll check them out for sure man uh, where in the u.s you're located at I'm located in Maslin, Ohio. I'm about 40 minutes away from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, awesome, man. I hope I, we're, we're really working on, uh, we did our, our second U.S. tour last year, 
and we're really aiming to do something uh, next year, uh, U.S. And I hope we we play around your area, and you're more than welcome to come to the show and say hello. Absolutely, I'll be. I will be there. All right, my friend. Along your musical journey, what would you say has been the best advice that has been given to you along the way? Um, I think it's uh, never give up. Believe in yourself. doesn't matter what the others say, what the other thinks, or the other talks about it. Just just go for it. You know, I, I once had a, a chat with uh, Igor uh, Cavalera, a former Sepultura mm. drummer. And, uh, you know, he attended, he attended one of our shows and uh, I didn't know about it, you know, and, and it was one of those shows where everything kind of went wrong for me, you know, on drums. I'm used with two kick drums. I had one, only one kick that night. I had to borrow a double pedal. So I was feeling very uncomfortable on stage. I couldn't deliver the way I wanted to deliver it, you know. So mm-hmm. I was really, really kind of down, you know, when I left the stage. And the first person I see when I, I'm leaving the stage is fucking eager. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what, what the fuck you're doing here, man, you know. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, why, man? Why, why are you saying that? And, and I explained to him, you know, the whole situation. And he's like, dude, it doesn't matter, man. The show was, the show was amazing. The vibe was there. Nobody noticed the, your, your struggles, your, your things, you know. And, and he even told me one day he got invited uh, to play with uh, Discharge, you know. And um, uh, he went on stage to play like two, three songs with them. And on, uh, on the first song, he kind of dropped the sticks and the whole band had to stop and they, they kind of looked at him and he said, dude, that's that's the thing, man. It doesn't matter, you know, if you make a mistake here or there, you know, as long as you believe in, in you and what you're doing and you're happy doing what you're doing and you love what you're doing, just go for it, man. And and that's that's a very killer advice, I think, you know, and I, I took it, you know, I took it and I said, yeah, man, you're right. You're right. And, uh, and it's, it's kind of a, my, my mojo every day, you know. I also wanted to ask you, what's the best way to get merchandise and a physical copy of the album? Uh, we do have an online store now. Uh, if, if you cannot find it in your regular like record shops or, or labels or distributors online, you know, uh, there's always our online shop and we now ship uh, overseas because it used to be only for Brazil, but now we we got a a good online store that can ship it uh, overseas as well. If you cannot find it, like I said, if you cannot find it on Emancipation Records, which uh, released our album, or you know Nuclear Blast or Season of Mist, all those distributors or record mm-hmm. shops, feel free to visit our website and and there's the link for our e store. Or if not, just write us. You know, or the best will be attend a show and 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 buy it from us directly. But if I understand, some people cannot uh, attend the show for whatever reason or don't live in the area or something. Then you can go online and and uh, purchase from us or from our distributors labels. And lastly, I wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Uh, just uh, stay true to yourselves. Keep it fucking metal, you know. Act act locally, but think globally, and uh, support support the artists you like. Uh, buying their merchandise, going to their their shows, and um, and that's it. Keep it fucking metal and stay sick.
Well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, my friend. Likewise, Bob. Likewise. Thank you so much for, for this uh, nice chat, for the opportunity. And uh, good luck with, with your show. Keep up the, the good work and stay fucking metal. Hell yeah. And we'll talk again real soon, my friend. For sure. For sure, brother. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good one. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.